It's Tuesday, January 16th, and this is the Daily Chirp Podcast. We're bringing you a closer look at one of our top stories along with other important things going on in our community. Today, we dive into a disturbing event that occurred during a city council meeting in Douglas, a story that raises significant questions about cybersecurity in local government settings. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsors at Lolly Automotive. Hi everyone, I'm Sean Lawley from the Lawley Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small-town dealer friendly. Come into any one of the Lawley dealerships today, or shop lollycars.com and see why nobody beats a Lawley deal. Nobody. Now some Arizona trivia. Did you know that Teddy Bruschi is a former professional football linebacker and current senior advisor to the head coach at the University of Arizona? In high school, he excelled at football, wrestling, and track. From 1991 to 1995, he played football at the University of Arizona All-American status twice and tying the all-time sack record. Drafted by the New England Patriots in 1996, he played his entire 13-season NFL career with them, contributing to three Super Bowl wins and earning two second-team All-Pro selections. Bruschi overcame a stroke in 2005 and was named the NFL Comeback Player of the Year. He retired in 2009, transitioning to a successful career as an ESPN analyst. Recognized for his impact, Bruschi entered the New England Patriots Hall of Fame in 2013. Today's history is brought to you by Benson Hospital. They're doing more than treating illnesses in Benson, they're building a healthier community. Benson Hospital is now collaborating with the Diaper Bank of Southern Arizona to provide diaper assistance to families in need. For more information, visit their website at bensonhospital.org. Now our feature story. During a routine Douglas City Council meeting on January 10th, a shocking interruption took place. The meeting, live-streamed on Facebook for public accessibility, was Zoom-bombed. This term, which became prevalent during the pandemic, refers to unwanted intrusions in virtual meetings, often involving disruptive or offensive content. Unknown individuals hijacked the meeting, displaying an anti-Semitic poster and spewing obscenities. The council members, city staff, and the audience were left in confusion as the staff scrambled to remove the offensive content. Mayor Don Hewish and city manager Anna Urquijo faced a crisis, struggling to maintain order. The incident forced the termination of the live stream. Subsequently, the meeting was recorded and made available the next day for the public. Mayor Hewish, issuing a statement, apologized for the disruption and the offensive behavior displayed. The city assured the public of their commitment to transparent governance and promised to implement security measures to prevent future incidents. Douglas Police Chief Craig Fullen confirmed that the incident is under investigation. The city is examining ways to enhance its security protocols and livestream capabilities. This incident highlights a broader issue facing many municipalities and organizations in the era of digital meetings. Interestingly, this isn't the first occurrence of such an incident. Similar anti-Semitic imagery was reported in California targeting Jewish community members. This brings to light the complex challenges of maintaining open digital forums while safeguarding against malicious cyber activities. As local governments like Douglas navigate these challenges, the balance between accessibility and security becomes paramount. This incident serves as a cautionary tale for other municipalities and organizations. It emphasizes the need for robust cybersecurity measures in an increasingly digital world. Ultimately, the Douglas City Council's Zoom bombing incident stands as a stark reminder of the vulnerabilities in our digital infrastructures. 
It underscores the importance of proactive measures to protect the integrity of public forums in the digital age. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Ace Hardware. Hi, this is Les from Sierra Vista Ace. This is a great time to paint. Ace Stocks, Clark and Kensington, Valspar, Dunn Edwards, and our own Ace Royal Paint in interior and exterior finishes. We can computer match other brands and colors too. All the colors you can imagine, even one named Sierra Vista. Decide on the wall or room to paint, bring in a color idea, and let Ace mix your paint. Treat yourself to a new brush and roller too. Save gas, save time, shop Ace for First, Sierra Vista Ace since 1981 on the corner of Fry and Highway 92. Next, Arizona has been a laboratory for anti-immigrant policies that foster a culture of fear and create barriers to mental health care for undocumented people. John Leos of Cronkite News spoke to advocates at nonprofits to learn more. Being in constant reminder of the fact that you are not fully approved to be in the country impacts you mentally it, it it impacts your behaviors in the way that there's anxiety that builds up from the uncertainty so i was living in a very unsafe part of mexico city there were kidnappings happening around the neighborhood and my parents were afraid that that could happen to us my mom's family had mostly migrated to the to arizona so because of that fear we leave it, left everything, even the dog, behind, and then we came here to the United States. I went to this meeting and they they were supporting the DREAM Act and against Prop 300, and that's when I got involved. Proposition 300 was a proposition that was passed in 2006, and this is a proposition that denied in-state tuition to um, DREAMers. The impact was tremendous because the ripple effect created depression. There were a lot of young folks who felt that they, because they didn't have the same equal access, they fell into depression. They fell out of the education system. And so it felt very demoralizing. It felt like I, all this time I was told if you work hard, if you do everything you're asked to do, if you apply for these scholarships, if you sign up for this leadership program, you're going to be able to go to college and have a better life. And then it gets taken away. I got lucky that we were in a cohort that we found a scholarship that was able to support us privately, but my brother graduated in the year after and he didn't get so lucky and he wasn't able to graduate from college. These types of laws, whether they're being just introduced or the ones that are being implemented, create a fear factor in our community. The talk about being reported to immigration um, drawing attention to yourself that the authorities might come to you if you access uh, any sort of benefits like health care benefits. SB 1070 was a law that was passed at the Arizona State Legislature um, and basically it was the show me your papers law. It called to punish immigrants in every way possible meaning if somebody was transporting an immigrant if somebody was harboring an immigrant, it asked for people to report immigrants. Um, it asked for uh, police officers to um, turn over immigrants to to uh, immigration. And I was um, uh, on my way to a camping trip, and my brother was stopped by the police, um, and they pretty much got us all out of the car. Um, they asked us all these questions. I had my ASU ID, but. I didn't have a driver's license, 
and they uh, pretty much handcuffed all of us and put us in a car and then we were put into deportation proceedings. Thankfully, because I was involved in the movement, I knew my rights and I knew to ask for talking to an attorney and I had memorized that phone number and luckily I got a, I got a phone call to use that phone number and be able to like get released. Um, but if I had not known my rights, I don't know what would have happened. And so after that experience, it really, I felt very depressed. I have also experienced um, the uncertainty, the stress of the survival mode, like being constantly like what's gonna happen and being hyper vigilant and um, being really demoralizing about, to feel like uh, it's so far away. I, I keep getting older and my peers they really like great somebody really <clears throat> it can impact in that way like not really wanting to stop new people I've, I've experienced that, that before. i don't know where yeah, i would go i haven't been to mexico in like 20 years and i know that's so forward thinking and so catastrophizing but those are some of the like some of the thoughts that can happen and if you talk to a therapist those are some of the thought distortions that can lead to either depressive uh, symptoms, anxiety-related symptoms, PTSD. Um, suicide is very prevalent amongst folks who just, they see no light at the end of, I'm sorry, I'm choking up. They see no light at the end of the, of the tunnel because it seems like there's never going to be an opportunity. We're never going to move ahead. It can be really a really scary experience to share something personal about yourself that is so related to your identity. Having spaces of community, um, it really helps to, to show that they're not alone in that experience. Um, and at least, even though it doesn't completely fix the problem at the root, it allows to have some relief um, that they are not alone and that others are navigating that. And so I really always try to encourage people when I give an interview or we have a workshop to remember that they're not alone, that they're worthy and that their voice matters. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. Here at Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista, the holidays are about to get ugly. Join us for our ugly sweater party taking place December 15th from 2 to 4 p.m. Amid the beauty of the season, we want to see your most garish garments. The best of the worst holiday sweaters will win prizes and will have snacks and refreshments along with all sorts of holiday fun. For more, visit prestigecare.com slash Sierra Vista. Again, that's prestigecare.com slash Sierra Vista. Next, an event that you should know about. This Friday at 10 a.m., numismatists, or coin collectors to lay people, are encouraged to head to the Tucson Invitational Coin and Currency Expo at the Casino del Sol. It will bring millions of dollars of rare coins, currency, jewelry, gold, silver, collectibles, and antiques to the Old Pueblo. There will be free appraisals, the opportunity to consign rare coins to major auction houses, or sell your items to coin dealers. There will also be rare items on display, such as Arizona National Banknotes and coins from ancient Rome. Finally, we'd like to remember the life of Terry Meister. Terry was born in Glendale, California in 1955. She spent her early years in the greater Los Angeles area and graduated from high school in 1972. 
She had a short career as a dental assistant and worked as housekeeping staff at the Hotel Stardust in Yuma before meeting the love of her life, John, while working at a children's crisis shelter in Yuma. The two were married in 1980. The Army life took their family to Alabama, Germany, New York, and back to Arizona before settling in Wachuca City after John retired. She was a loving and attentive homemaker and cherished not only her own children and grandchildren, but again found happiness helping at the Cochise County Children's Center. Thank you for taking a moment to celebrate and remember Terry's life. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. Join us again on Tuesday. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. For more information on any of the stories you heard about today, visit us at myheraldreview.com. Right now, you can become a member starting at just $1.99 per week. 